What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. Uh, my name's Imran, I'm your host, and uh, the uh, episode today continues in our vein of celebrating musical geekness and nerdism, and um, doing doing so with pride, <laughs> uh, as we do uh, the, for the first, second, and third uh, Mondays of every month. We uh, meet different Blue and Green radio presenters, or different music fanatics, or artists, or producers, etc., and we talk shop we talk music so that's kind of what these shows are about so thanks very much for uh tuning in today's episode please catch up on previous ones if this is your first welcome uh today's episode is a, is an excellent one if i do say so um a, we are returning for our monthly residency at san jose california with uh, the fantastic uh ronda who is joining us for a conversation about uh the monterey jazz festival uh she and i were batting uh, topic suggestions back and forth uh, we we nearly decided on um, Jose James as a, as a conversation piece but the conversation kind of evolved into the Monterey Jazz Festival which is um, I think where Rhonda first saw uh, James perform so it's um, yeah I, and this is a really great conversation because it's such an iconic uh, festival and I've never been and I'd love to go at some point but um, and hearing all about Rhonda's past experiences and the one that she has coming up uh, this year as well uh, is really it's it's exciting it's thrilling it's it's really awesome to hear it's uh, uh, um, fills me with rage and uh, <laughs> <laughs> jealousy i'm kidding um but it's uh yeah it's really really exciting and uh, so yeah that's what the episode is primarily about just sort of monterey jazz festival and jazz we talk about passions for jazz and what kind of got us into it as well so it's a really exciting show and i really hope you'll uh, enjoy it and check it out uh regular listeners to these shows will know that we play two songs on um these podcasts so it will be Rhonda's uh, duty to pick our uh, closing number and, and it's a beautiful song that she's chosen uh, for me I get the op- the uh, opportunity to select our opening one which we're about to play uh, momentarily um, as we said uh, as I said I, we, we do discuss kind of jazz uh, in, on a broader level near the latter half of the episode today and um, there's a there is an album I cite um, and a sort of a group slash collective slash artist uh, who is sort of largely responsible uh, for making me into a real diehard fan of jazz and it was uh, Roy Hargrove's RH Factor uh, I explained further in the actual show so I won't um, uh, repeat anything but just to say it's a real um, his uh, there were there are two albums and there was one EP 
that uh, was sort of sandwiched in between, which were sort of leftover tracks from the first project, which was Hard Groove, which we are about to play a song from now. Uh, so I thought it'd be, it's, uh, it's appropriate, I thought, for me to play something from this one. So we're gonna play a track from Roy Hargrove's RH Factor. The album is Hard Groove. If you've never heard this or purchased this, I really recommend you check it out. It's a uh, just one of my favorite albums ever and uh holds a lot of um uh meaning and um memories for me so uh i i couldn't recommend it highly enough so the track i'm going to pick is the Rene newfield guesting uh juicy and there's so many to pick from from this project there's certainly not a bad number but this is where i am at the moment so i'm going with juicy um please feel free my friends to check out blue in green radio and uh, visit us at blueingreenradio.com for our 24 7 never-ending uh stream of radio shows that broadcast from all over the world we celebrate uh soul jazz funk uh, Latin hip hop, new soul, and uh, I, I think we do it. We, we do it okay. We do it. We do it. We do it pretty well. Uh, so just with the most amazing people like Rhonda, who presents Ride the Vibe on a Mondays uh, or Monday evenings on Blue and Green Radio. So uh, as I said, blueandgreenradio.com. Check us out and check these podcasts out as well. So uh, without further ado, uh, Roy Hargrove uh, to uh, take us further and then we'll go to San Jose, California to, with, uh, to meet one of our closest friends uh, Rhonda. I hope you enjoy the show friends
Very good. Very Probably good. How good weather back been. again? So thank you. <laughs> yeah, we've had a good spell the past couple of, like the last week or so as well, actually. So I think we're bracing for summer now. So um, yeah, it will be interesting to see if it's a good one or not. We're gonna we're gonna side with the positive here. <laughs> yes, I like great. that. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, how was your holiday? Oh, lovely. It went way too quick. Um, <laughs> and actually, it was supposed to be um, so-so weather in New York, and it turned out to be fabulous as well. So I'm I'm going with the good weather vibe going forward. I'm going to have wonderful weather. So. Oh, brilliant. You went to New York. Yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. New York. 
Oh, it was, it's, it's has its own, um, electricity to it. Right. Yes. So yeah, it's a lovely city. This is the first time that I, I went, um, I think it was 2002. It was, yeah, I've been twice. 2002 was I think the first time. And when we were staying with a friend who was in Jersey and okay. there's the, the underground that like the, the path train that goes that takes you to the city and when we got out of the path it was like being on a movie set because you're so familiar with it you know as a a backdrop for countless movies and then to actually sort of be there um, for the first time was was so surreal yeah um I think um Actually, because London's in your area, how those two these two cities have commonalities, right? right. In terms of layout and influence. So, because um, London, you know, especially during the work week, is, has its own energy as well. Um, it is fascinating. Uh, I love to visit it because there's just lots to do. Um, oh, have you been to London? I've been to London once. Oh, once, cool. Twice once yes for sure i had the fish and chips the whole experience <laughs> but actually let me no well you know you go because you want to like be and do all the you know supposedly which ends up being really real touristy things but okay when we say fish and chips it's not the same as in london i'm like it's like right. huge fish and chips you better be ready to eat because they just won't <laughs> give it to you and you're like wow this is you, you know don't do that by yourself if you did not really want to eat. But right. it, it was, yeah. <laughs> and um, just going through it's a it's it's a great city. It's it has, um, it's that's I think it's the thing about Europe. It's its artistic um, influence, right? Each main city has its own flair and and design, and, and you're talking about you know, buildings that have been around for centuries and they have that character and that, that um, longevity that we don't really have here in the States. So there's an artistic, um, Barcelona, Barcelona, excuse me, was the first city that I had, (laughs) I had visited in, in Europe. And that's such an artistic city. So, uh, it was good to start there. And then when you go and see the architecture of different cities, you get to appreciate it. At least for me, I, I appreciate it a lot more. So when I went to London, I was like, oh, this reminds me of New York. And it's really the other way around. So that's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when did you go to London? How, how long ago was it that you Oh, were this has been, shoot, this has been almost 10 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So over 10 years, I think. So it's, I'm due for another visit, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's fun to travel because you can, um, open yourself up to new and different experiences mm. and different cultures. You, you've been to New York before I, I take it. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I love 24 hour cities, you know, so right. London, Paris, um, Vegas, because they have their their own energy about them, each city does, mm. and it's amazing. When I was in um, Paris, there was this book. We went to a bookstore, and it was, 
Paris by day and Paris by night, the idea that you could live, you know, this complete life in the daytime and the nighttime. And so I've always had that fascination with that. Mm. Yeah. I, I had no idea you were so well-traveled. I'm not surprised. It's just, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know you'd been to, or as much spent as much time in Europe as you had. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's our, it's our, what, fifth podcast. I have to give you something to like. <laughs> I officially know everything now. <laughs> well, uh... <Maybe> <laughs> <laughs> mm, we'll see in the next podcast. As but... it relates to this one, before we jump into our main topic, I will say mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed because oh. following our last conversation, where we talked about yes. DJs of the future and the 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 cassette revival, oh, yes. I actually I'm due to receive a cassette for promotional purposes. No, I way. was offered it. Yeah, I was offered it a couple of weeks ago, and they said, "Oh, I, I'm doing it on cassette. Would you like a copy?" And I thought, "Yes." <laughs> oh <laughs> my it hasn't, gosh! It hasn't arrived, and I'm really oh. disappointed because I wanted to open it and oh. whilst talking to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and wow. sort of say, look, it's a cassette. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it hasn't. <laughs> it, it hasn't arrived. It's it snail mail. <laughs> I know. That's unsurprising, really, isn't it? I shouldn't have expected it straight away. Uh, but yeah, wait. I was really hoping it would be here by now. But no, oh, it hasn't. Darn. Maybe further proof that it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if we just wait him out, maybe he won't ask. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh darn it, we really have to ship it. Did, oh, yeah, were no, they I want my free cassette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um they're not aware of our conversation, right? No, no. I, it, <laughs> oh, it, it I was love this. before it went out. It was before it we I I put it live. So no no, it didn't come from the conversation at all. So it's really oh, really interesting. I, I just that. thought, well, yeah, like I probably out of you know, courtesy, I would have said, oh, no, no, it, that's, that's okay. You don't have to, because I wouldn't, what would I do with it? But seeing, right. since we had the conversation, I thought, no, yes, I want it. Like, oh, yeah. It. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Make timely. me break and out thought, my cassette deck. Yes. Yeah. It's right there in the kitchen still. So, yeah, I can, uh, oh. um, yeah, but it didn't arrive. So hopefully mm. it will arrive. It might not. It's the way these things go sometimes, but they, oh. Yeah, you would, so you need I to have a cup of was... with a cassette. Come on, what is this? Know, They're leaving you I hanging. And... Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> but no, it didn't arrive, which is such a shame. I, you must have bought a ton of cassettes following our conversation. Um. <laughs> oh, following our conversation? No. <laughs> but um. Uh, but it did remind me of uh the music um that I did purchase on cassette back when that was the thing to do. Um, oh, I know cool. I sent you that, that uh, JPEG of all the different formats and yes, how they, that's right. Uh, the growth of, or the, the mediums that they, that they've used to um, provide music to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And as much as CDs get bashed, man, it has, it's had a good run. It of, had a great uh, run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make a comeback. Did, yeah. You can get it it'll sooner be... than a cassette. So, you know, bring CDs back. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting again to have a graphic like that in like another 10 years and see. I imagine CDs would be, you know, really on the way out. Uh, Probably. 
Yeah. You know, but I, I would have written off cassettes before our conversation. So, you know, I've been humble wow. now. Who knows? Perfect point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as we were just sort of talking about your 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 uh, your holiday adventures, another one of your key adventures that is basically forming the basis of this conversation <laughs> is yes. the uh, uh, the Monterey Jazz Festival. So we were going to have a conversation about Jose James initially, yeah, um, but it kind of evolved into uh, just I, I think Monterey Jazz Festival in general, which is such a huge like since we we mentioned it, I started doing some research. So this year's its sixty second yeah a uh, 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 festival which is so exciting. Yeah. If it's not the longest musical festival, it's one of the longest music festivals. Yeah. And when did you attend? Um, I, my, my first one was actually the 59th. I had heard about it before, but didn't um, um, make a, an effort to try and attend in, until a few years ago. Mm. And um, the three day event that year, um, the tribute was for Quincy Jones. So that also spurred me to want to go and just take it in and, and be a part of it. Um, and then I just, you know, once you get into the festival, you, you learn about the whole process of, you know, what you do when you attend these things, because people have gone for years and years and years, which I didn't know until I, attended so there's people that you can renew your seat so you purchase your seat for the events um i guess let me take a step back this festival there's like a main stage called um the jimmy lyons stage and all right. the headliners perform on that stage and then wow. they've got other places within the the fairgrounds where different artists are playing throughout the three days and um so at the main stage, you buy your seats and you can renew them every year. They give you a chance to renew them before they open them up for, you know, everyone else to, to, to purchase, to attend the event. Right. So there have been families that go every year and I'm like, really? And they've, they've had their kids do it and then their kids grew up with it and then they've doing it. Wow. And um, near me, there's a couple that are from New Zealand that fly in to attend this event every year. Wow. So I've seen them. Um, I went to the 59th. I didn't go for the 60th, but I went last year. And so they were there. And so I got to catch up and connect with them. So you kind of, if, if you do it regularly enough, you meet the people that are in your area and then you just have three days worth of music that you guys, you know, people get to enjoy together. So, um, on the 59th, like I said, I got, it was for Quincy Jones and it was really nice. There was a conversation between Quincy Jones and, and, um, Clint Eastwood, who's on the board of mm. the Monterey Jazz Festival. And for them to just sit there, see, this is where I wish I had my, <laughs> my recorder so I could have recorded it because it was just like what we're doing when we're talking about music and they just sat there and talked about music and jazz, all their little adventures and things. And it was just to sit there and just be like a fly on the wall listening to them. So you have that going on in a tent and then you have students that are performing there so that you get exposure to the up and coming jazz musicians of the future. Then you've got all of, 
it's just a big eclectic mix of music. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I know Clint Eastwood's son is Kyle Eastwood, isn't it? Who's a huge name in his own right, a huge jazz musician in his own right. Um, I had no idea Clint Eastwood was, uh, like, even on the board of directors, let alone having sort of open conversations or seminars. Uh, he did it with Clint, uh, with uh, Quincy Jones. So mm. it was just fascinating. Um, I thought it was going to be like this interview, but they it was more like a conversation than yeah. like Clint interviewing Quincy. And it was just really, I was like, I was just glad I was in the tent <laughs> to, to soak up that, that fun between them. Um, another um, Bonda Magna. So they, it's not always traditional jazz either. Cause they came uh, on the 59th and I knew of them. So I was really excited to watch them perform. Um, oh, Gregory Porter. That's the first time I saw him live. Wow. He was phenomenal. So I got hooked on him. And um, and that was I was getting ready to go run off to do something else. And a couple near me like, no, 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 no. You need to stay and watch Gregory Porter. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I stayed and I, I watched him just give a phenomenal show um kamal washington he was there i'm like it just it just you just get wrapped up in tons of great music so then of course i renewed my tickets and so then i i've been doing that for like the last couple years do you do the three days or do you do just individual days or i do the three days so Yeah, I can go in and the first day is usually like just an evening performance and the um, Saturday, Sunday is like the the full day of jazz and you just go around and mark out who you want to see and then make a day of it walking around and they have food booths and things like that. So if you want to eat there, you can. And um, but yeah, it's it was it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to this year. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I have to this. Okay. Um, this year they're going to have snarky puppy, which I know is a, a funny name. I don't know if you know, of them. you probably I do. I get right? very familiar. I'm okay. a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. So they're going to be there. I'm like, yes. Uh, um, tank and the bangers are going to be there. I'm so excited. Wow. And David Sanborn is going to be there with Bob James and Marcus wow. Miller and they're doing, they're um, they're going to be taking selections from their Double Vision album, right? So I'm really looking forward to that because that's kind of a little circle moment for me because one of the first jazz concerts I went to was to see David Sanborn. Oh, wow. And um, oh, it's funny. At the time, I was sitting up in the balcony section, up in the nosebleeds, and I was so bummed because I'm like, oh. I can see him. He's so far away. And, um, <laughs> and, and so he's playing his show and Hiram Bullock was his lead guitarist at the time. And he gives Hiram Bullock this solo. And so Hiram jumps off the stage and he takes off running through the auditorium and you hear him playing, right? Cause he's mic'd but you don't know where he is. So you just hear him running around and you hear him playing. And then he runs all the way up to the balcony where I'm sitting. 
he comes in, goes, and I'm sitting in the front row. So he runs our row. He runs across my knees, through the whole <laughs> row, goes back out into the auditorium. So we still hear him playing. He runs all the way back down, gets oh, back gosh. on stage. He does a flip to get back on the stage. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> And then he goes right back into the song. So then they start playing again. And after that, I was hooked. I was like, that's it. I'm David Sanborn. Boom. I was like, I was a fan before, but just witnessing that was phenomenal. Mm. Um, it was amazing. So, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him and Bob James and Snarky Puppy and Tanking the Mega. So it's just, you know, but I have to wait till September. So I've got to like reel in this enthusiasm because it's four months out. <laughs> Is it easy to see everyone that you want to, if you like, or do events clash, do performances clash, or you can't get from one place to the other? Is it quite easy to sort of map out who you want to see and then to make that happen? Um, or do you need to choose between artists? Most of the time, it's easy. But there are some times where you're like, oh, um, like Diana, Diana Reeves will be speaking or she's going to do a performance. So every once in a while you got to do like rock, paper, scissors or do flip wow. or coin flip and see who you're going to, like I said, I was going to skip Gregory Porter cause I didn't know him as a time to like be on time for another artist. And they were like, no, 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 don't do that. So I stayed yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I did. Cause even um, we'll, we'll get into, we can talk a little bit about Jose James. I won't go mm. off into the, the story, but even him, that was the first time I'd seen him. And um, I was like, because he was doing his latest album, this tribute to Bill Withers, right? Yeah, yeah. Lead on and me, yeah. Um, I, I was like, oh no, because Bill, I'm a, I'm a Bill Withers fan too. So right. I'm like, Jose, man, you messed this up. This is not going to be pretty. Because so, <laughs> but he, he, he really did a great job. So, you know. It's, you know, you always get a little leery though when people are like, I'm going to do this for another artist. And you're like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, he's actually had that as a part of his touring for quite a long time, which is, you know, that's kind of, there's a real sincerity about Jose James when he, when he does like tributes and, because he actually does quite a few covers, um, cover albums. He obviously, I think two albums before the uh, Bill Withers one, he did, um, Billy Holiday, and oh. then there was a, a covers one uh, with a pianist called Jeff Neve, which was just a, a selection of covers like uh, G Baby and um, sort of standard jazz kind of classics. So he he he's quite open about he he really wears his influences on his sleeves, and he he actually has been touring Bill Withers as part of his music for a really long time. I think he did a. a there was an event. I, I don't know if I want to say Carnegie Hall. I think I might be wrong, but um, I think he 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 did Bill Withers like nights way before the album, years and years before oh. he actually did the album. So I, I knew that I, I wasn't specifically expecting the album, but when he had announced it, I I thought okay, like it made all the sense in the world to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good to know because. <laughs> then it, you know, it's not as far reaching for him to do that mm. as me seeing him. And I'm like, hmm, you get one song to get this right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, but it worked. Did he, did he, he won you over? I take it. Oh, yeah. See, once, okay. yeah, because 
and then the, the people around us, we were all, you know, we all got caught up in Bill Withers and him singing. And so it became like this really fun uh, experience, but you know, that could have went wrong and that would not have been good, but no, <laughs> he did. So much dap to Jose. Thank you very much. Um, Cause you, you want a tribute that's heartfelt, like you said, and then it moves you in, in the spirit of the original artist. And, and mm. he did that. So, yeah. yeah. Did you hear the album, the Lean On Me album? Um, he, he performed from, he, well, he, it's his whole, he, he came out and did his whole set list. So he was picking and choosing those songs. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right. And so he had a great band with him and they just did a fabulous job. And that's the first time you saw Jose James. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, I'm quite lucky actually. I've seen him, uh, I think four times now. Hey. Since, yeah, since 2008 or nine, I was the first time at uh, the Jazz Cafe. And it was just after his first album. So, yeah, no, I've been a, a diehard for a long time. Um, and I saw him actually at the Barbican, which is like a, a big, uh, um, uh, What's the right like classical music venue really? Oh, and he he performed with uh, McCoy Tyner, which was really exciting as well. So he he brought him out for he did quite a lot of songs with him, um, wow. with with uh, McCoy Tyner on a piano, obviously, and uh, so that was real special. So yeah, I've seen him about four times, which is yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah, big fan. I like that. Well, see, we weren't going to. I like that. We we're like, no, we're not going to talk about. It. Yeah, let's talk about it. That's good. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh but um so I'll, I'll just bring up my my thing why i mentioned him anyway um so i you know i as i said he was that was my first experience um listening to him and watching him perform so um i was all jazzed up to try and actually they had a booth where they were selling some of the artists that were performing so you could go buy them, but his stuff was sold out. So I didn't even get to get his CDs. Um, Any cassettes available? No cassettes either. Can you believe it? (laughs) I know. I'm going to have to tell them, Hey, okay. If you're going to not have CDs, at least have the cassette. (laughs) They're smaller to carry. I don't understand. You could have just stuck more, more material. I don't know. uh, (laughs) But, um, after after that, uh, um, after the festival was over, I was going. I was leaving to go to New York because I was visiting friends in New York, and so um, I, I'm on the flight. I leave out of San Jose to LAX, and then LAX to New York. So at LAX, I had to catch a bus to take me from one terminal to the next. So I'm on the bus and I'm looking at my phone to like get my flight information. And over my shoulder, I think somebody's looking at my phone, right? So I smoothly close my phone because I'm like, I don't know what this gentleman's doing, but I don't really want him to be looking at my phone, right? So and so I just so we're just driving and the guy starts talking to a gentleman across from us and they're talking about Jose James. Right. 
So they're going back and forth. And now, mind you, I was worried about him being in my business. I jump into their conversation because I'm like, oh, yeah, Jose James, he was so great. He really did Bill Withers' tones really nicely. I'm like full-fledged into this with them, right? And so the guy across from me, he's like, well, what did you think of the Spanish Harlem Orchestra? And I'm like, oh, they were fabulous, you know, because they were there. And that was the first time I had seen them. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, they're great. I have to go start listening to more Latin jazz because, you know, it just it spurred it in me. And he's like, oh, well, the guy you're sitting next to, he's their band leader. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he he turns out to be like this really, really nice gentleman. We're talking about music and things. And I'm like, oh, my God, you never know. You just never know. And so Jose James kicked me into to them. So I was like, whatever. I you just small world. And so he was going back. Uh, actually, he was flying to Miami where I was going to go to New York. And um, yeah, just so that was my Jose James story I was going to put off. But oh no, it, it's, it was good to share it. <laughs> but what's, yeah. oh, can you imagine if you just said, yeah, they didn't really hit for me. I wasn't really a fan <laughs> of, of what they they need a bit more direction, I think, you know. Can you imagine if you said something like that? Oh, my gosh. That's a lesson to always be nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. And take your cassettes when you get them. But, yeah. <laughs> what a great story. Oh, man. Oh, so I, um, my mix on my SoundCloud page um, for this, for May is uh, I did a a, a tribute, a, a sort of like a mixtape of salsa music, uh, and I used tracks from the Spanish Harlem Orchestra. So, oh, you know, yes, it's good. Yeah, this, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Um, I hope people like that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Always be nice because you never know. You never, you never know. know. Right. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> thought you were going to say it was Jose James initially behind you. <laughs> Just oh. like, I remember you. You saw my show. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh. That would have been a treat. No. Well, if I had met him, I'd have been like, wow, you know, you saved me from jail time because, you know, I was worried <laughs> I was going to have to go on stage and take you out. But nope, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a, that would have been a whole different conversation. So, yeah, he saved me from that. That's um, very cool. Yeah. Uh, but so what, what big festivals do, do you have in your area that you, I, um, oh gosh, I mean, that's the thing with, with jazz and in, in this context, there was, there was only one that I've, I've been to, I mean, and I can't even think how long this would have been maybe 15 years ago, probably longer to mm. be honest. Um, okay. and it was in a place called Kenwood house, uh, sort of North of London. And it was um, it was a really good lineup. The headliner was really strange, actually, when you think about the people that were on the build. But they had Amp Fiddler, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, yeah. Amp Fiddler. Dwelle was on the list, but he wow. didn't turn up. Oh. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but he was announced beforehand that he wasn't going to be there. Oh. They okay. had Anthony Hamilton. 
um, who this was just after his first album. Okay. Uh, so, you know, this, I That's thought a... that was his peak. Yeah. Right. Um, and who else? They had a, a Guapale as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So she was awesome. And the headliner was Joe, which really what? doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't really make sense for the people like before it. It's a really strange headliner in relation to the other names, right? Wait, this, like, this is a jazz thing? Or exactly, a soul? Yeah. <laughs> I just want well, to make yeah. sure. Okay. Well, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't really much, it wasn't really jazz, I guess, but it was, it was a jazz okay. cafe uh, okay. sponsored kind of event. Um, so it was sort of a good day out, but you just, I don't know, you just sort of around people who I think I realized, oh, everyone here is just waiting for Joe. and that's what it was like you're like okay because you've you've built an event and joe at that time was you know it's infinitely like infinitely bigger than everyone below him on on the on the list so it was it was a really strange headliner um and and joe was the only person because it was sort of like deck chairs because it was all outdoors and it was like deck chairs and picnics but People only got up when Joe came on. And this is at the end of the night. This is at the end of the day. It's like, I can't remember what time they, wow. they all started. But okay. Everyone only got up for Joe. And I thought, oh, you guys are all here for Joe. And he was yeah. sort of the one person that I wasn't there for. And that's no disrespect <laughs> to Joe. That's no, no disrespect. I'm a huge no, 90s no. R&B fan. But in that context, I was well, like, Joe. Like, this yeah. Is, no, and I yeah. I know what you're talking about, and I don't want to be disrespectful either. But no, no, no. Uh, they're they're a larger artist, but okay, I understand. So yeah, and and I res- you know Joe's a great artist, but okay, um, yeah, and I'll leave yeah. it like that. <laughs> <laughs> With Monterey, how does it work? Like it, they they end at a certain time, and you go back to like a hotel in the area or how, how does it actually work? Yeah. Now there are people who do have their RVs cause there's a section for that, that if that's oh, what wow, they did, cool. they can, they can do that in the, in part of the parking lot. I saw that this past time I was out there. Um, but they have hotels and you're near Carmel and seaside. So you can get accommodations. And so, like I said, since these people have been going year after year, they kind of know like, I, I stay at this hotel and I do this and, and then they, they can drive in or nowadays they could either do Lyft or Uber, but, um, and then you come into the grounds. And so like in the middle, there's, there's, uh, like deck chairs, metal chairs that you can see them in the middle, but then on the sides, it's almost like, um, um, uh, it's covered, um, seating on the sides and in the middle, it's just you're in the stage, so you get to see them. And then everything else is kind of some have tents, some have stages where you can go in and and listen to the performances or sit out. And they have some areas where um, there's some. Um, I don't want to say stadium because it's not that many, but there's like places where you can sit. Or you can just sit out on the grass and listen to the music and then walk around and they also have people selling things so you can go and check out um whatever they purchased i actually um there's this gentleman that made a 
a um a tribute to prince where it's his symbol and his all of his albums and stuff are on the the outline of the symbol so i'll have oh, to wow. share a picture because it'll make it a lot easier than what i'm describing but mm. um yeah and at first when i saw this is like really great and i'm like oh i i can't carry this around during the day though so um <laughs> <laughs> so i ended up um just asking him to hold it and then when i went because I, I had a pass where i could come in and out so my sister and I went out for dinner and then we came back for the evening portion. So you can do that too, right? Mm. If you want to check out Monterey or go down to Carmel. So you can have your time with jazz and then also do some sightseeing if that's what you want to do. Wow. So yeah, I'm sure that the neighbors, they, they have to know that, okay, once a year people are going to invade your area to park or whatever, mm. but it's, it's been around for what, 50 plus years. So yeah, people have had to adjust and you're literally right by the ocean. So you can go out and walk on the sand and, and have, have a, some time out there and then go in and check out some really great music too. So yeah, oh wow, it's it's a nice nice little area, and it's a good time of the year because the the weather is is uh, it's really nice and because you sometimes you get a lot of fog and stuff because it's closer to the ocean, but during that time it's not as bad. So it's really nice to get out and have a really beautiful day and then have music with it too. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, it sounds yeah. Uh, it really sounds amazing. Yeah. You mentioned Prince. I see Candy Dolpha from their website. Yes, yes, she's going to be there too. That's right. <laughs> As well. Gosh. I wasn't going to bring up Prince, but you brought the child. So I'm <laughs> Who else have you seen? So, you, uh, yeah, from Jose James, the Gregory Porter, uh, um, Mr. David Sanborn, obviously. Who, who else have yeah. you seen? Who I'm oh, looking I forward to? Think. Uh, who I personally have seen? Um, or who were you looking forward to this year as well? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm getting yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the Snarky Puppy, I just was like, I'm excited. Uh, Diana mm. Krall is going to be there. Chris Bodie. Um, so yeah, they're going to keep me busy this year. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to, uh, you know, some some really good music, great music. What am I talking about? Um, and then it's a good cause because, you know, it goes to supporting jazz, jazz as a education. Moving through the list now, you've got Derek Hodge, um, Candy Dolfer, obviously, Pacific Mumbo Orchestra, who I'm not familiar with. I'll have to check them out. That's the first time I've heard of them, but I'll see. Yeah, Snarky Puppy, obviously, Jasmia Horn. That's a cool name. Oh, Christian McBride's going to be there, so that'll be... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tank and the Bangers, I don't know them. You don't know them? Oh no, no, no. I've not heard that name no, at real... all. Are they Oh I have to look them okay. up. Yes, you do, because um that's for our listeners. On YouTube, just type in Tank and the Bangers and Space NPR. Because you can oh, wow, you know okay. how they have their little um Yeah, they the have tiny their performances. Yeah. Yes. They kill on that performance. Really, oh, wow. really great. They, the songs that they do, and I, uh, I, I, I took from that performance in one of my mixes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not selling them, so I can tell. 
the truth. But I like the live yeah. performance enough that I incorporated it in my mixtape. So yeah, you definitely want to check them out. Um, and yeah, they're a New Orleans band and they're not jazz, um, but they are great musicians and it's a great musical experience. So yeah, should be fun times. I don't know. It's it's sort of, I think for a lot of years, it's kind of almost been like a dirty word. Like, mm-hmm. I think people have always had, like, you like it or you don't, you know, and oh, I think yeah. it's sometimes it's, it's always quite difficult. It's like jazz has never made any money here. You know, we had a, a popular, well, I say a popular, we had a well-known um, FM station, uh, Jazz FM, which, you know, it just didn't make money and it got rebranded into a kind of smooth radio, oh. um, yeah, kind of chart stuff, you know, and then Jazz FM was rebranded as an internet station some years later. But it's almost like just jazz is never, I don't know, I mean, I've had some looks from people here when I'm like, I like jazz. And they're like, oh, because it's just <laughs> that, that assumption of, you know, I think just to say like Miles Davis kind of blue and they're like, oh, that's boring. And it's like, well, but jazz is so much more. It's so much it more than that, you know. And, I, you know, when you look at how it's embraced in the States and, you know, I mean, looking at this list of like, I'm on Wikipedia and it's broken down into years about who's attended. And in fairness, these are platinum selling artists, a lot of them, you know. We we should have a stronger love for jazz here because it's really our creation. The origin of jazz is in America. Right. So it's mm-hmm. our music. So, but to say that and have people really like jazz, that's that's something that it's a what you would call an, an acquired taste, right? Because it's not the popular. It's not the bubblegum, um, um, same machine type of. This is how you make a pop record. You yeah. When you're <clears throat> looking at it from that regard, no, this this will really go over your head. And if if it's no one singing. <laughs> then what what's holding my attention <laughs> so you have that um but when you want to study the craft of creating music like i said i'm a funk kid right but every great funk bassist i like has jazz in them right, right. you are forced to, you have to know the notes and when I used to, when I was growing up and I heard that, you have to know the notes. I'm like, yeah, what, what does that really mean? <laughs> Do you actually have to play something? Mm. And um, to really understand when somebody says it's free flowing, that means you have to know your instrument, know your notes so that you can bring your piece to the picnic, to the potluck. And so it blends together. And there's a nuance with musicians that they have to learn how to play together to make something. And it's spur of the moment. You may not play that same note the same way again, and that's okay, right? Just as long as you trust your your co-musician to do what they're supposed to do and, and then to come together. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, again, that's the geek in me. We have we always have these, these moments where you let me geek out. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but well, I always thought jazz, jazz is, is sort of I, I like the challenge of jazz because I, I I look at jazz a lot like hip hop in that you you can get quite strong 
responses from people where it's like, no, don't like that. And I get yeah. that. But with jazz and hip hop, I think there's always a way in. You know, yeah. both are so varied and there's such a wide kind of breadth to each of them that I always, often like it when people say, no, when people say they don't like it, because I'm thinking oh, there is something out there that will hook you in. There is, yeah. there is an artist, there is an album, there is a style of jazz that will make you a fan. I mean, for me, it was, um, I, I guess, yeah, from like quite early 2000s, it was Roy Hargrove. Oh, he did okay. a, he did a couple of albums well his first album um under the the banner of the rh factor and right. that was kind of the album that was spawned from all of his work with d'angelo erica badu in common and right. he sort of i guess he was just so inspired by it i think it's like 2004 or something like that it's 2006 maybe where he put this this album out and he had everyone from uh, michelle nadegagello q-tip d'angelo common uh james poiser erica badu stephanie mckay um renee newfield and it's just this amazing it's probably ranks as just one of my absolute favorites just because it was my gateway it was really the album that that was like my first jazz album and i was you know i remember being really excited because i was a fan of obviously d'angelo and badu etc etc and i'm listening to them on the jazz record and it was that was my gateway and then it was soul live um, and their album next, which hooked me in, because that had like Amel Larue and uh, Black Thought from the Roots and Talib Kweli. Oh, uh-huh. So I mean, that was there's always a way in, and I, I I like that about jazz. So it's not just that stereotypical kind of 1960s trumpet blowing in a smoky, dingy, you know, jazz bar. It's like there's there's was so much more to it. It is. Um... I think though it when if when people study music, um, then they'll see the importance of jazz and hip hop was able to come back to jazz, and I think that also helped um, a resurgence, right? Because jazz is flexible enough that hip hop could infuse with it, right? Hip hop mm. was able to snatch from a lot of things, but it also, depending on the artist, where they found their their beats um, to to blend in with their their creation, jazz was open enough for them, yeah. which was in, it's incredible because I really would hate to see this music die because people don't think it's cool and there's no there's no singing and there's no this and there's no that um, and really like appreciate that there is something there's a method to the madness when you when you take a chance to listen and you're right you can get in you could be into contemporary you don't have to do traditional jazz if that's what you you know you don't want to listen to miles davis i don't know how you can't but okay if you don't <laughs> you, can, you can listen you can listen to uh kenny g you know so you know however <laughs> you uh, don't start me and i like kenny g but i don't like people i listen to jazz i listen to kenny g as if that's yeah. the end all be all to jazz no <laughs> that is the um, smoothest of smooth jazz that there is and smooth yeah. jazz to me is a bit of a day <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh I'm like, and and I think he's really good. I'm not knocking him Hmm. because I've seen him perform and the way that he can play masterfully, like how he can play his sax and it almost sounds like two saxophones are playing. Hmm. So I give him his, he's, he's a great musician, but he's not the end all be all to jazz. So I'm like, please don't 
put that in addition to that cassette, pick up something else. So, you know, right? <laughs> just, you know, but um, yeah. And I'm like, if you really like the, the piano, there's Bob James, there's Joe Sample, Alex Bunyong, you know, there's different, if you like trumpet, you know, if you like sax, if you like guitars, Peter White, uh, acoustic alchemy, you know, there's, there are different styles within jazz that can draw you mm. in too. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Roy Hargrove, who infused his neo soul influence within jazz. And I like that album too, actually. Mm, it's a great um, album. Great album. Uh, I used to be hardcore about classical music that way. I don't listen to classical until I started to listen to it. And I'm like, oh, that's my cartoons because Looney Tunes use <laughs> classical as their soundtrack, right? Right. So it's it's just how, you know, just that's why I was like, if you just open, be open to music, right? Right. Yeah. It's timing. I think you have to be ready to receive things at different times. And some, you know, for me listening to jazz at, uh, 15 which was never going to happen you yeah. know and that was just you know I kind of got into it when I did and it, it wouldn't have happened any sooner uh, and I get yeah. that from people you know it's um it's I think it's just that preconception of of jazz that people have which I can tend to find sometimes quite frustrating where you just think it's just that one thing right and it's like oh that's um it's a shame yeah it's uh i guess it comes down to like i said about over here it's 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 sort of never really made money you know and then you'll get Uh, a guy like gregory porter who yeah you know we'll see gregory porter cds in supermarkets now like he's really crossed over so you know and he's on that he's basically on the nora jones level now which is really really exciting you know she killed it last i see she ended the 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 festival last year oh, wow. and she nailed it i was like wow i'm out here cold but we're sitting here anyway before we have to go um because it was like a 10 something at night but yeah yeah she's really uh, okay so they like nora jones okay but the other ones right. just doesn't move them so like oh yeah. she sings okay so she sings so okay <laughs> all right all right yeah. well that's okay that how you know just as long as is maybe that sparks them to continue listening, right? Mm. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that kind of narrow perspective that people have of it, which I just tend to find a little frustrating, yeah. but it's okay. I mean, it, it's not like, don't, like, you have to like it, you have to like it. No, it's just like, oh, you have to yeah. know there's more. You can't just think it's just boom, this one kind yeah. of thing, but. Yeah. Well, if we're if we're tied to it making money, having to make money, then we're in trouble. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you're right about Gregory Porter crossing over though. Um, I had I was making a a mixtape for Disclosure, and I love the track that he does with them. Um, so right, yeah. yeah, 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 that was a fun mix to put together it took me two years though but i'm glad i got that one done um wow yeah because i had started it and then i was like uh it wasn't coming together so i shelved right. it <laughs> <laughs> and then um uh i heard a, i heard another mix by them and i liked it i'm like oh that's the first song and then boom the rest of the mix just came oh, together yeah. after that 
So, uh, yeah, but he's on there. So I'm glad you just triggered that for me when he crossed mm-hmm. over. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope people enjoyed us talking about jazz enough that they want to pull out their cassettes, their CD, <laughs> their vinyl, <laughs> and, and listen if, to it. And, go ahead. And if, if I was going to say, if they're still unconvinced, we have your closing song that will secure them and make them lifelong fans. <laughs> oh, that's so smooth. I love that. That's pretty good. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I May I ask what is... You. Yeah, uh, I know. I could segue into anything. I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you have a jazz-inspired number for, uh, for us, our closing number I today. I do. Um, I'm going to go with, um, in honor of um, David Sanborn and Bob James off of their um, Double Vision album. Uh, Let me just pull up the name. I think it's It's You. That's the track I want to go with. Okay. And I hope that that inspires them to want to, you know, continue listening to us talk too. So that would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going to be at the festival this year as well, aren't they? They sure are. So this is yeah. why I was like, okay, we'll tie that together. That's how I picked that <laughs> one. But I hope everybody enjoys it um, and enjoyed our conversation. Yes, thank you very much for your time as always, Rhonda. You're awesome. Love hanging out with you. So I look forward to doing it again next month too. Yes. 